Hi, I'm Ewan Blakey, Senior Pastor of Oasis Church. I hope this message gives you hope and helps you take your next step on your Christian journey. We'd love to invite you to come and see us in person at 10 a.m. on Sundays or join us live every Sunday on YouTube. For more info, visit our website, oasischurchperth.com. I want to introduce you today a couple of brand new values that we have at Oasis Church that I believe are really in line with what God is doing at the moment with the momentum or the, the movement of God in, in our church at the moment. So if you'll bear with me um, in the time that we have left today, which is really none, um, well, I'm going to share with you two of the new values that we have as a church and I believe that you're going to get excited about this. So are you ready? This is the first value I want to share with you. Like I said, it's brand new. It's this, miracles. Miracles. Miracles are normal. Anyone can pray for them and we all expect them. Miracles. I don't think we've ever swung for the fences like that before. But believing that miracles is a a core value for the people at Oasis Church. Anyone think that's a good idea? I certainly do. I certainly do. I think that miracles was one of the things that made Jesus Christ stand out from the crowd compared to all the other people, all the other voices that would have been around in uh, Nazareth or in Jerusalem at the time of his life. Miracles was the thing that got the big crowds. Miracles was what made Jesus stand out from everybody else. There was nobody else that was able to feed 5,000 people. There was nobody else that was turning water into wine. There was nobody else that could heal the blind man or heal the deaf man or heal the mute man. There was nobody else who could drive out demons the same way that Jesus could drive out demons. There was nobody else who was walking on water like Jesus was walking on water. None of the Pharisees, none of the Sadducees, none of the teachers of the law were doing miracles the way that Jesus was doing miracles. They didn't have following like Jesus had following. And it was this thing about miracles. You can imagine what set tongues wagging when people hear the stories. Did you hear what Jesus did? Did you hear what Jesus did? We were there out there in the crowd and he fed five. All all of us, we we had bread and we had fish to eat. Can you imagine what, what a buzz that creates? What excitement that creates? If Jesus was here in modern days, I'm sure he'd be sending, you know, YouTube and TikTok absolutely viral as people are watching these, these clips, these crazy stories of things happening that are just completely unexpected. And I believe with all of my heart that what Jesus was doing, those miracles that he did back then, are still valid for us today. The early church, again, miracles. There were miracles taking place in the early church. And I want to read to you a story that brings that home in Acts chapter 3. It's Peter and John. Peter and John, I think this is really, really significant. Um, and I'm going to explore this in, a, in a, just a minute or two. But let's read it together. Verse 1. One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer, 3 in the afternoon. So it was afternoon service. Sunday afternoon service. They're obviously really diligent. Now a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. 
Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. And Peter said, as you know, in the words of the song, silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. And taking him by the right hand, he helped him up. And instantly, the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and he began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. And we're going to jump down to verse 18, and this is Peter talking. He said, By faith in the name of Jesus, this man whom you see today and know was made strong. It is Jesus' name and the faith that comes through him that has completely healed him, as you all can see. Peter used this opportunity of the miracle to point back to Jesus Christ. And that's what miracles are about. We just don't want miracles for the sake of miracles. We want miracles because they point everybody to Jesus. And that's what we want. We want people to see Jesus in all of his glory and beauty and grace and love. Miracles are still happening today. Do you believe at church? It's really significant, this story about Peter and John. Peter wasn't a smart guy. He wasn't educated. He didn't have an MBA. He didn't have a doctorate. He didn't even have high school. He wasn't rich. He wasn't famous. He, there was nothing distinguishing about Peter that made you go, oh yeah, that guy's going to be a great leader. That guy's going to be the one that Jesus is going to give miracles to. No, in fact, Peter was the guy, if we know the story, who denied Jesus. At the moment when Jesus probably needed a friend more than ever before, he was the guy who let Jesus down. Anyone relate to that? I know I do. Peter was somebody who was just broken. He was a human being just like you and me. And yet he had this holy boldness on the inside of him. When the Holy Spirit came upon him, he transformed from this guy who was just hot and cold and didn't really know up from down to a guy who was so sure of what he was about. He knew his purpose. And as the Holy Spirit came on him with power, he was able to say to that, that lame man, get up and walk. Get up and walk. Why am I telling you this story? Because I believe with all of my heart that God wants to pour out miracles. You know that story, uh, sorry, in, in, this is the words of Peter as well in Acts. He said, in the latter days, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your young men will dream dreams and your old men will see, see visions. But God is pouring out His Spirit on all of us. There is no, um, you don't have to be a particular smart person. You don't have to have the right words to say. You just got to have the Spirit of God on the inside of you. And I believe, and I want you to believe with me, that miracles are going to be commonplace at Oasis Church. That when people come into this place, there's the Holy Spirit. His presence is in this place to move. 
We're talking about financial miracles. We're talking about physical miracles. We're talking about emotional healing miracles. We're talking about relational restoration miracles. Every single thing that you think is impossible that happens because of Jesus Christ is a miracle. And I want you to believe with me, church. We want to be known as a house of miracles. We want to be known as a house of miracles where good things happen. We don't want to just be a church where there's good community, although good community is what we do. We don't want to be a church where there's good preaching of the Word, although that's where good preaching of the Word is going to happen. But we want to be a place where the power of God is so manifest in the room that people leave this place different to when they walk in. Can you believe with me, church? Can you believe with me, church? You know, we look back at the early church and we go, oh, what about those days? What about those days? Why aren't we like that? But I just believe with all my heart, like the latter rain when it begins to fall, that the the latter days are going to be better than the former days. And I want us to believe together that the miracles are still going to flow. The good things, people are still going to get healed of things that, that we believe, that doctors believe, that everyone in society believes cannot happen. We're going to have a testimony, church. We're going to have a story to tell that, yes, I was like this, and yes, the doctor said this, but God, but God did this. Now I'm healed. Now I'm restored. Now I'm free. We're going to sing. We're going to pray in a, in a couple of minutes. But I've got one more value that I want to share with you, which is a new one. It's really come up, up on us by surprise, but it's this. Church planting. We are empowering, training, and releasing people to plant churches to see the kingdom of God expand. I read something the other day which really helped to clarify this value for me. It was this meme, this question that was asked. Do you want to be a gathering church or do you want to be a sending church? And when you put it like that, the answer to me is obvious, right? We don't want to just be a gathering church. We want to be a sending church. And it's not mutually exclusive. So just because you're a sending church doesn't mean that you're not a gathering church. Amen. We're going to be both. Both and, as Christy and I often say. We're going to be both. We want to be a sending church. I think at the very core of who we are as a church must burn the embers of an apostolic worldview. That must be the thing that burns within us because we're not a body of people that just are all about, bless me, Lord, fill me, Lord, increase me, Lord. No, there's more. There's more. At the very core of us must burn this desire to see the kingdom of God expand. Must see the church go forth as the waters cover the sea. I want to remind you of Jesus' words from Matthew 28. This is after he'd resurrected. He was just about to leave and return to the Father. And he says this to his disciples. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you. Always to the very end of the age. Jesus' words, if I could distill it into one word, go. Jesus said, go. 
Don't stay here in Jerusalem forever. Your destiny is not just to be a holy huddle. Your destiny is not just to be a family, just to look after one another. Your destiny is bigger than that. I want you to go. I want you to go into all the earth. So what does that mean for you sitting in that comfortable chair right now? It doesn't mean that y'all got to go plant a church. That's not what we're saying, okay? So you can just take off the panic. I'm not asking you, we're not asking you all to go plant a church, but I want us to carry in our hearts the value that we're not just here for Oasis on Verde Drive because Oasis Church is going to get a whole lot bigger very soon. I want us to carry in our hearts this desire to see that happen. That means championing those who are stepping out. That means helping to finance those who are going out. That might even mean actually leaving the comfort of this nest and going to help plant the church yourself and being part of a church plant team. What that means for us too is the language that we use, the way that we speak, the things that we're pushing for are always going to be toward expansion. They're always going to be toward moving out. And, and it's uncomfortable. It's nice to have all the great leaders here at this campus. It's really cool. We've got some great people. But I just know with all my heart, unless we send them, we're not going to be prosperous. We're not going to grow the way God wants us to grow. We have to be willing for a little bit of that. And we know from all the statistics, the best way to evangelize a place or a people or a community is to plant a church. And if we want people to get saved, if we want people to hear the saving words of Jesus Christ, we have to be all about church planting. You know, we started church plant training a few weeks ago. Christy and I, on Friday nights, we've been training a group of people who have been interested. They're just asking the question. Certainly hit me way before I was expecting it to happen. But this is the, this is the kairos of God. This is the timing of God, and we want to be part of that. And as Christy said before, Ben and Ash will be planting Oasis Baldivis in the next few months. And there are people here in this congregation that will be joining that team. And that gets me so excited. That gets me so excited. And I want to encourage you to be about that, to get excited about that, to pray about that. Even to pray and ask the Lord, maybe that's what you want for me. Let's go. Let's go. These are values, and I believe they're right at the core of who we are as a church.